0: All right, so we're going to get back into some movie review kind of stuff. And this time we're going to look at Son of Godzilla from 1967. Wow. What a flashback. We're going back to the good old days of Godzilla, as some might say, when, you know, things weren't as serious most of the time. And uh, this is definitely one of the more lighthearted Godzilla movies. I think it's safe to say that. I don't think anybody on Earth would look at this particular installment of the Godzilla story and say, this is one of the more serious movies. You know, it has the introduction of Godzilla's son who blows these smoke rings instead of an atomic uh, fire blast throughout most of the movie. You know, this is really about as cutesy-weeutsy as a Godzilla movie can get. And that's actually one of the reasons I like it. So I I do have to say the movie itself was directed by Jun Fukuda, I believe. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm not really an expert on the Japanese language, even though I have taken Japanese classes back when I was a college student. But that's a whole other story. You didn't really click on this to learn about that. So uh, in Son of Godzilla, Toho decided to take their cameras and lights and scientists, but not really soldiers or military planners this time, back to some island to have us yet again meet Godzilla. Although of course, as I said, this time we are introduced to the shocking surprise of the Son of Godzilla, known as Manila or Minya in the U.S. dubbed version. What can you say about this uh, young Godzilla? It's, uh, it's a cute little critter. I mean, that's really a big selling point to this movie, especially for the for the little kids. And to me, that really seems to be what this movie is really intended for, you know, for kids. And I think uh, I enjoyed this movie when I was younger. Granted, I, I had kind of fuzzy memories. Of it, Like, I didn't really remember the storyline that well, because when you're a kid, you're really looking to see the Godzilla action. And, um, you know, the uh, only version I've seen to this day is the English dubbed version. And I know that some people out there, they're, you know, they're, they're a little bit against that. And, and I do understand the reasoning. Uh, but when it comes to Godzilla movies, I don't really think that actually hurts that much. To me, I mean, the uh, the bad dubbing kind of adds to the charm of these movies. It kind of makes them a little bit more funny most of the time. And really, one of the uh, only more serious old school Godzilla movies was, of course, the original one. So if you're watching Son of Godzilla, I don't think that's really going to take you out of the movie that much if you're watching it with the English dubbing. And to be honest, it appears that Minya is probably just adopted by Godzilla, rather than related by birth or anything like that. I, I don't offhand remember if uh, the origins of Minya were really delved into here. I don't think they were. Whatever the relationship, you know, biological or just purely adoptive, Godzilla and Minya seem to get along like two peas in a pod. So that is why Minya or Manila is regarded as if it is the son of Godzilla. I mean, Minya really seems to mellow Godzilla out, at least long enough to get some cute training scenes where Godzilla shows Minya how to shoot the atomic mouth ray. At first, like I said, Minya can only emit some Smoke rings, which is cute, but not particularly effective in warding off predators or destroying any human habitation or human beings or or what have you. Like, that's, you know, not not what you want in a giant fire-breathing monster. You want it to be, if not a giant, you want it to be able to breathe fire and cause havoc and destruction, so Minya kind of fails in that regard throughout much of the movie. But, you know, it's sort of like the gizmo of the Godzilla world, I guess you might say. Very cute, but with some sort of innate destructive potential. And sure enough, Minya does have that. But, you know, it's it's much more docile, uh, sort of mellowed version of the Godzilla lore, like I suggested. I think really, if you're going to have sort of a creature like Godzilla, it it pays to have, you know, something there that mellows it out, you know, almost like a a kryptonite force. And sure enough, I think Minya kind of fits that role. Uh, The two have, a few monster enemies in son of Godzilla too. There are some giant mantises that are called Kamakuras. I believe I pronounced that correctly. And there's also a giant spider named Kumanga who shows up to freak out and freak people out. And, uh, this is, I mean, when you watch this movie and you're an adult, it's very tempting to have a dirty mind when it comes to the, scenes of the webs being sprayed all over the place. It, you, you know, you know what it looks like, you know. I mean, it's uh it's an obvious thing. I I would not be surprised even if the people, you know on set at the time had it crossed their mind that uh, there is some, you know comparable thing that happens. In nature, between consenting adults, hopefully most of the time, who love each other, and uh, you know, it's definitely something that popped up in my mind when I was watching those scenes. I I dare say, but you know, if if you're a if you're a kid, you're not likely to pick up on that kind of thing. You're just going to watch the monsters fighting, and really, that's at the end of the day what this movie is mostly about you know there is the whole scientist aspect of it and they have a weather machine and uh you know it would be a nice piece of tech to have i think uh with all the blizzards that i've experienced in the past week you know it'd be nice if you could shut those off because when i was on a little road trip you know the weather actually canceled my bus ride home on Thursday, so uh, I think it would be nice to have the same weather control device that these scientists have. And of course, there, there are some long-standing conspiracy theories that scientists actually do currently have some weather control devices, and that they might be sinisterly employing those against the unwitting population and all that kind of stuff. So If you're a conspiracy theorist and you're, you know, prone to uh, being influenced by Godzilla movies, then I would say don't watch this one because you're going to end up with some bad ideas. You know, you're going to start believing in the weather control devices. You're going to think there might be giant spiders that a research team is probably hiding or any number of nefarious things. You know, maybe you'll think Godzilla is real. I don't know. I used to think people weren't so stupid um, that they'd be so easily swayed into believing anything like that. But these days, I all bets are off. It so often appears. So uh, watch Son of Godzilla with some caution. You know, if you're easily uh, convinced that nonsense can be real, I would say sit this movie out you know you might be better off watching uh boy i don't know what would be good for anyone who takes this movie so seriously um but you know it's it is fiction and uh you know i think people forget that when they watch these kind of movies and uh you know they like the fandoms they get all worked up about like you know this Godzilla movie sucks, right? I like this one or, but you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these Godzilla movies are actually formulaic. I think that this one is actually sort of an attempt to break from formulas. So they introduced a new character and that's really one of the tropes in a lot of movie series at a certain point, you know, you have to take the story to new places like with the Frankenstein thing you had, the Bride of Frankenstein, and then you had, you know, probably the son or the goddaughter of Frankenstein. I know there's, there's. I'm talking about Frankenstein's monster, of course, but um, I I know that there's like some cheesy movie called, I think it's like Frankenstein's daughter meets Jesse James or something. I, I'm gonna look that up. Frankenstein's daughter. Meets Jesse James. Yeah. Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. I've seen that movie too. And you know, I kind of thought of that while I was watching this. Well, that might be a lie. I kind of thought of that right now, but you know, a person might think of that movie while they're watching this or, you know, like any sort of uh, like nightmare on Elm street five where Freddie, Uh, invades a pregnant woman's baby's dreams you know all sorts of weird twists end up happening when you have a movie franchise you know you get the leprechaun in space jason in space uh, kevin McAllister gets lost in new york well in this case godzilla ends up adopting a kid and it's definitely kind of adorable at times Maybe a little bit overbearingly so. I should mention the stars here too. That it has, uh, it has Akira Kubo, uh, Tadeo Takashima, Bibari Maeda. Akihiro, Akihiko, sorry, Akihiko Hirata. And you know, you got three people playing Godzilla, Hiroshi Sakita, Saeji Onaka. And Haruo Nakajima. And then playing Manila or Minya would be Marshan the Dwarf. And apparently, I don't think on the Dwarf has that many IMDb credits, for better or worse. Um, so, yeah, that's really all I have to say about this movie. I think I covered quite a lot of ground here. And, uh, Just check it out, you know. Um, Like I said, don't take it too seriously. It's not going to be the best movie you've ever seen. In fact, I hesitate to even, you know, like, say I wholeheartedly recommend this movie. Like, just feel free to check it out if you're open to the experience. Let's just put it that way. So, all right. I'm done with the review. Have a wonderful day.